welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody, welcome to Answers Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we aim to showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm Joshua Brooks, your host, and today we're here with Anthony Harcher. Anthony is a clinical nutritionist and owner and founder of Me and My Wellness. He also does quite a bit with mindset, so I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Anthony, how are you going? Fantastic, Josh. How are you today? Um, raring to go. So, awesome. first question, how did you get into natural therapies? Yeah, it's a bit of a journey. So, uh, I, I didn't uh, certainly didn't start my career in natural therapies. I went uh, formal education, chemical engineer, did uh, 15 years in the corporate world. Uh, really enjoyed my journey in the corporate world. I, I learned a lot about myself and... Um, uh, but I wasn't addressing this underlying passion I had, and it was always for my health, uh, my wellness, and I also found this passion that I really enjoyed helping and mentoring others. So I combined the two together after I went for my first naturopathic consult uh, many years ago. But mind you, that was 2007. I, I didn't really press the trigger to uh, study uh, naturopathy, clinical nutritionist, uh, until 2012 so it was, you know I guess the seed was sown in 2007 but 2012 was when I started uh, studying and I ended up completing uh, two degrees and uh, that being in uh, as a clinical nutritionist and a second degree in complementary medicine so that's uh, yeah pretty much how I've uh, arrived at what I'm doing today. Yeah awesome and so did you find that your chemical engineering studies really helped you when you moved into the clinical nutrition and doing the complementary medicine yeah absolutely the the engineering really taught me how to take theory and practically apply it so uh yeah very pragma pragmatic as an engineer and sure. it's certainly you know th those skills are very transferable in, into what i'm doing today and also the problem solving would be the other mm -hmm. big standout to me was my ability to solve problems and get to the bottom of what's going on quickly uh mm -hmm. you know having that uh i guess that analytical mind to sift through lots of information and get to the bottom of what's really going on. Yeah, definitely. And I can really see how that would also help you with the clinical nutrition, because obviously that's a whole chemical and how the biochemistry and all that. So learning from the chemical um, engineering, you'd also be able to see, well, how can we implement this into this system and how does this system flow on? So you can look at all those feedback loops through the body. Yeah, absolutely, and and I really enjoyed studying it because it was it was biology, which I didn't get, I didn't study at uh, school. I so my first introduction to biology was when I was doing the clinical nutrition, and but I love science, and I and I and I, and I fell in love with it, and I, I wish I had started when I was at school. So uh, yeah, so I, I love that. Um, you, you're so right about the feedback loops. I totally got it really quickly, and uh, could um, yeah, could could visualize it and really help me with the learning in terms of visualizing what's going on within the body around the feedback loops and uh, mm. being able to systemize it into diagrams and things like that. <laughs> so, well, I know a lot of engineers and they like love data, right? It's like one of their big things. So for a consult with you, are you a big data guy? Are you like a lot of functional testing, seeing where people's levels are at, seeing where, you know, what nutrients are deficient maybe from, from lab tests? Or are you going away from that a little bit? Yeah, like how does that inform your consultation process? Yeah, very good question. I, I am data-driven, but I've, I, I think through my corporate experience, I, I realise, and particularly when I've got a client in front of me, there's a whole emotional element. So 
I, I don't mm. want to get bogged down into analyzing the paper. And I've really found myself engaging the person in front of me and really hearing what they've got to say. Mm. Because generally the answers is, are, are coming from them and, and they have this inclination of what's going on. And I really listen to that as opposed to worrying too much about what's on the paper. Mm. So, yes, I, you know, if, if I'm concerned that there's something um, more going on that, uh, you know, could be, then definitely I'll refer to a doctor, um, you know, if, if the red flags are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I'm very much listening to the person, understanding their needs and addressing those needs through uh, nutrition and lifestyle medicine. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, like a, a hardcore functional med- medicine practitioner. Yeah. I, I've got more of that human side to me and really yeah, in, engaging the person in front of me and personalising their plan to what's going to fit into their lifestyle. And it is one of the things that I personally believe gives natural medicine that little bit of a difference is that, yeah, we're not so focused on those numbers and the paper sheets. Like you said, you've got that more human element so you can actually engage to them. It's like, well, what emotional side are you doing? Like, you know, it could be a nutritional deficiency or you could just be stressed, you know, so give all the zinc or all the magnesium you want. And if you're not taking care of that stress, we're just masking symptoms. So we're sort of not. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent agree, and and sometimes the paper in front of you can look great, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's not on the paper, and, and this person's telling me they're not well, and so there's something more going on, and it, it really is, you know, hearing hearing everything about them and and how they're feeling, and uh, yeah, and and I guess treating them as a human, and and, and totally respecting their needs, and, uh, and and going on a journey with them, and really being there. To be that cheerleader so i you know i really see myself as that cheerleader that coach uh to really empower them and 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 it's really that empowerment through education and i know that you were telling me that you do quite a bit of like mindset work or yeah so what's that other part of your clinical um training and consultation look like with the mindset what 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 do you how do you apply that to your clients yeah so that was really a a a self-discovery journey you Mm -hmm. know when i left school completed my engineering degree, started in the corporate workforce. I I just didn't feel the right place for me and I didn't quite understand where the right place was, you know, for me and it took me many years to discover that. But I, I went on this self-discovery, self-help journey, uh, went to lots of um, extracurriculum training, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, I started with the Tony Robbins course and, and did that. And that Tony Robbins course really opened my mind up to just this other side of education that wasn't taught in schools that was so important for life skills, and I didn't have it. And so I I really went on that journey of understanding emotional intelligence, understanding people, what motivates them. And, yeah, it was really uh, through reading lots and lots of books um, for every, you know, I guess all these um, gurus in this space and uh, really, yeah, reading the books, but then applying it in my own life and applying it in the corporate world. And I found it really worked. And I was actually getting more return on my investments in in that sense than what I did for my university degree. Yes, the university degree sort of ticked the box and, you know, gave me some credibility and uh, some paper. However, my real success in corporate really came down to that understanding the person in front of me, understanding their needs, listening, and uh, really working with them, collaboratory, and and letting go of the ego, and yeah, so it was it, it was that 
that journey I went on, and, and that was, you know, certainly I, I'm still on that journey today, but uh, I started that 20 years ago. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. well, it gives you that holistic approach then, doesn't it? Because, again, we're not just a body. We've got a mind. We've got a soul, you know, so it's how to merge those together to really get the maximum efficacy from our treatments. Absolutely, and most of the consults very much working with the person in terms of their mindset, their emotions, because that's driving their their behaviour. And mm -hmm. so if I don't understand what's going on in their mind and, and their emotions, then I'm really missing that understanding as to why they're doing that. Because at the end of the day, yes, I could teach them, you know, well, not teach them, but say, you know, you need to eat more vegetables. Yeah. Um, and But they're, they're saying, well, I already know that. Uh, <laughs> I've really come to you in terms of you teaching me the how, how am I going to do that? And that requires really getting into that mindset and understanding their emotions. And, you know, our emotions drive a lot of our poor eating behaviours. So, mm. yeah, so I, I find it's really necessary to get into that space and uh, work with them so that, you know, we come up with a plan that's workable yeah. and understand what those distractive drivers are so they you know that they might be going a particular path on the way home from work and it might not be advantageous in terms of you know their, their tummy's hungry and they're seeing the big ams or something like that and so it's, it's it's understanding everything about what they do so that we can set them up for success yeah and so how does it all come together so if i was a client that came to you how do you sort of structure your clinics? What's the first sort of things you look at? What what's your clinic? Oh yeah, what's a, what's a clinic consultation look like for you? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's very much listening, uh, really uh, feeling. You know, I, I guess picking up on the energy of the person, uh, where they're at, uh, their story, uh, their their health journey, their health history. Uh, you know, touching on family history if it's applicable. Uh, yeah, touching on any current diagnosis and any medical records, uh, if, if, you know, that's applicable and really going with the person. So not really saying, you know, every consult is a blank sheet of paper in front of me in terms of their treatment plan. There's nothing off the shelf. It's really starting from scratch with that person because understanding that that person's at a different point in their health journey and their goals different to any other person. So for me, it's really understanding where they're at, where they want to go, and then really helping them map a path to get there. So it's really, it's like a collaboration. It's, mm. it's workshopping is the consult, is really workshopping. I mean, initially there is, you know, extracting a lot of information from them and hearing them uh, and understanding the bigger picture. And, you know, ultimately in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm getting down to that root cause um, is what I'm doing in the back of my mind but realising that that may take some time and this person needs to be addressed a lot earlier than, uh, you know, me you know, taking that time to get to that root cause. It, you know, it might not happen in the first consult. So it's really giving them some actionable steps to walk away with from that consult that are going to make a difference. And mm -hmm. these actionable consults are, uh, I mean, <laughs> actionable actions yeah. are, aren't... Um, aren't necessarily just nutrition you know you should be eating this this and this and this is what a good meal looks like it's the whole so i'm very much a holistic practitioner so there'll be you know if necessary you know and sleep's important uh if they're not getting much sleep you know they'll they'll go away with some sleep tips uh some you know sleep actions uh they'll go away with some 
potentially some relationship, um, you know, things to do around their relationship, you know, whether it just invests some more time into it or, um, you know, you know, maybe talk to someone else, get some advice and just really helping them move in some of these uh, spaces that they're stuck. And, and, and look, if I'm not the person, then I'm really open to referring to someone else if, if you know, if that other person's going to get them the results they want quicker. Well, it's like, oh, there's a, just a lot there that you said that's so profound. But I guess one of the biggest things is like, giving them small actionable steps because that leads to longer lasting life change, doesn't it? If they go to someone and it's like, okay, yep, you're eating too much McDonald's, you've got to overhaul this organic food, local local meat. They're like, whoa, I, like how can I implement all that at once? And then, you know, they'll do it for a week and it's like, oh, this is too hard and throw it back in and you don't get anywhere with your clients. Hey, so it's like giving them those nice small steps where they can see a change. So then they start to trust you more and more. And they lose a little bit of that skepticism. They see the improvements and then it starts to build from there. Yeah, absolutely. You've nailed it. If it's not small enough and it doesn't fit in with what they're doing and and they can't see it connected with their, their end goal, then they won't do it. Uh, you know, people are very busy and mm. it needs to be really to fit in with that everyday routine that they're currently doing. Uh, so, so that gets actioned essentially. And... Mm. Also, it's identifying any barriers that they may come up against, you know, in doing that task. Uh, so, and, and then obviously working with them to remove those barriers or coming up with alternatives and plan Bs, because that's inevitable uh, that, that, you know, the and there's things that we don't identify that come up, but then, you know, it, it's having those touch points and that regular engagement uh, that really helps them along their journey. Mm. So I guess one of the biggest things that I see in the nutritional space at the moment is the ideological sort of diehardness of certain dietary patterns, right? Like you're a carnivore, you're a vegan, you're a vegetarian, you're, you know, this way, plant-based, blah, blah, blah. So um, a lot of people I find have quite significant and strong views on how they view diet. How do you approach that sort of landscape in your practice? Yeah, it's a, it's a great one because it, it's becoming, yeah, I'm seeing a lot more of it uh, today. Uh, it, it's very much through education. Uh, mm. So it's respecting, totally respecting where they're coming from, but mm. also asking them why, 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 and getting down to the bottom of why they believe that, you know, why they believe that's best for them. And it's respecting their decision. So at the end of the day, um, I'll, I'll still work with the client. So if they're vegan and they want to remain vegan, um, I'll, I'll bring to the table in terms of, um, you know, some uh, education around what they may be missing in their diet and where we need to really focus and support them to make sure that they stay healthy. But I'm, I'm not going to spend the consult trying to convince them that they shouldn't be vegan. I, you know, I totally respect the individual's choice and I'll work with the individual around that choice. And it's, you know, just through an educational process. And sometimes I have these diehard vegans or you know vegetarians and, and i don't want to single out um vegans vegetarians because you know there's the the fat lovers the keto diet and things like that uh however through that educational process they do start venturing into areas outside of where they were before uh just mm. through education because they're saying well i've really got no obstacle and i actually like that food um and, and i'm actually missing it so i'm glad you said this to me because <laughs> it makes me feel better that i i can eat it and yeah so 
I, I find there's a bit of brainwashing out there with some documentaries and that Game Changers was certainly one of those brainwashing documentaries, one-sided, didn't give a, you know, the, the studies weren't um, proper, you know, good, yeah, good evidence-based uh, studies. So, uh, yeah, it, it really is, you know, informing and um, educating the client in front of you. And again, like you said, that's where your mindset stuff would come in so handy because like you said, why, why, why? It's like, well, why are you doing this? What's what's driving you? Where Where's that coming from? Like, is it because you want to fit in or is it because you've got, you know, you, you don't like, I mean, again, there's legitimate concerns about animal welfare. So, you know, I guess that education on there are different ways that you can approach eating meat. You know, there are different ways that you can go for that healthier option or, you know, better agriculture practices. Absolutely. No, you, you've nailed it there, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> So with your practice then, do you do money dietary plans, like meal plans, meal meal like prep for people, what they what they should eat, like that sort of stuff? Or like where do you go with your treatment plans and that dietary stuff for people? Are you more of like will teach you how to think about diet more so than what to eat? Definitely the latter. So yeah. it's it's education and it's educating them around nutritional principles mm -hmm. and some of them are really basic principles but are, are lost in today's modern world such as you know mindful eating uh, and eating together and eating undistracted putting your knife and fork down chewing your food so really basics uh, but really important because uh, that's what you know that's where they're going to get the satiety signals kicking in because they're actually engaged with what they're doing they're going to you know the, the the signals will actually register as opposed to uh their mind's so distracted they're not picking up the satiety signals and they they think well you know just keep eating mind, mindlessly um so really working with uh fundamentals around nutrition and working it towards their goal so if their goals you know fertility or their goal is weight loss or the goal is better emotional mental health then it's really coming up with you know it, it's not meal plans it, it, it's them understanding what good eating looks like and how yeah. they should do it uh, and and then being able to find their way because at the end of the day i'm not going to be there forever with them that you know there's only this where we're, we're together for a limited time period so the best thing i can do is impart the education so that they know uh what to do when to do it how to do it and they can adapt uh to various situations because you know not, not every time they're in the house being able to prepare meals sometimes they're out they're on holidays so they, they, they've got to know what to look for in the menu so through the education they know they know what to look for in the menu and they can relax about it and enjoy food. And so how does the Bachelor of Complementary Medicine then come in? So is that sort of looking at um, what medications they're on and how to maybe supplement them with nutritional advice? Like, yeah, so what's that whole component of your practice? Yes, the complementary medicine was very much a study of all the complementary medicine, not in its entirety because um, mm -hmm. there's so many of them, yeah. but major ones. So I certainly understand the basics of other what the other practitioners do allied health so complementary medicines also in, including the allied healthcare such as mm -hmm. chiropractic physiotherapy exercise physiology so it's allied health plus yeah well you know you've got your natural you know um naturopath you've got reiki and 
Uh, so it, it was really extensive, you know, roughing therapy and um, yeah, you know, all different types of physical therapy. So it gave me a great understanding and, you know, understand the philosophies behind those treatments to be able to refer confidently knowing yeah. that that treatment's going to make a difference. And, and so, you know, it really opened me up to Chinese medicine. I, you know, I got a great understanding of Chinese medicine and the benefits and how it works and, um, so, so it's really helped me work with other healthcare practitioners because I can better understand the language they're talking and being better able to refer to them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and collaborate with them. So it's, yeah, it, it, that's, I, I think, primarily what I've got out of the complementary medicine degree. And, you know, in terms of understanding medications, I very much, uh, you know, we did pharmacology in in my clinical nutrition degree mm -hmm. and you know before that I, I studied a lot of naturopathy so I was I was studying herb interactions you know I didn't finish my naturopathy degree but I you know I certainly got some basic um or a good foundation in it um, yeah for sure I mean and that's so important isn't it that whole referral that networking that ability to build a healthcare team for your client because again we can't be there all the time and we can't do everything. You know, everyone has different specialities, everyone has different talents. And so to think that it's such an ego thing to think that you can do everything, but it's when you've got that clinic, uh, that clinical landscape that you can refer clients onto, it just gets the best opportunities for the clients to really get maximum treatment benefits. Hey, absolutely. You know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Mm -hmm. And we, I really see it when I'm working with, you know, in, in a great collaboration arrangement with other uh, healthcare practitioners that, you know, if we're talking, we both understand the client's goals, we both inform one another of what we're doing to help support that client. The client loves it because, you know, it's open open communication between us and the clients and they're getting better results, enhanced results. And mm. so, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I think the more we can do it, and my vision is that we we collaborate a whole lot more because, you know, when I started in healthcare or, you know, I guess growing up as a kid, uh, looking at the healthcare system, it was so disjointed. It was solos. And mm -hmm. for me, I, I think, you know, I totally believe the answers are out there um, if we all work together uh, and we can really get enhanced care for our clients if we work together. Mm. It's just, yeah, like that whole, yeah, the whole ecosystem of health, I think, is just such a wonderful idea of everyone doing their little part and coming together to form that whole. It just, I don't know, it just tickles my fancy so much when I think uh -huh. about it. Yeah, and, and you can just imagine, you know, just the client having more choices than just thinking they have to go down one pathway uh, mm -hmm. and more informed choices true, but, yeah. you know, with, with education and empowerment. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, and part of my experience growing up was you know it was all medical it was and and, and you know for me i i saw my mother doing the right thing by me because that's what she knew um but i would love an educated society to realize that there's whole whole there's other treatments out there that could be more beneficial for the individual as opposed to just going down down one route uh so uh, you know i'm really keen for us as a you know a society to have a much better understanding of what's available and so that you know consumers have choices and they can make educated choices definitely and that's why it's so great that natural therapies are being so much more recognized and are actually being brought out to the public square because now people like you said when i was growing up i know as well my parents took me to the doctor and they you know like i got a tonsil surgery and all that sorts of stuff and it's like 
now I know it's semi-different and I'm of a different mindset, but you can't blame them because that was a landscape back then. So it's just wonderful now that rather than coming from that blame mindset, we can now start to build a little bit more of, um, yeah, awareness around different routes and different informed choices and maybe something that's a little bit less invasive first. And if it doesn't quite work, well, then, you know, now we can start to look at the invasive stuff. But, you know, routes and choices that the clients have, which is always better for that empowerment. 100% agree, Josh. Totally. Well, this has been awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for coming on. Me and My Wellness is your website and business. What offerings do you have for people and where can they find you? Yeah, so best to find me either on any of the socials, actually, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. I have a website uh, and it's all me and my wellness, at pretty much the, the tags and the, um, the website address.com.au. Uh, in terms of, you know, where I specialise, I really, as, as you mentioned, I very much work with uh, mental health, a lot around mental health and very much with weight loss. I, I see a lot of weight loss clients and family health. So they're the areas I specialize in. I offer a range of offers, but they're all very tailored to the individual's needs. So uh, yeah, excellent. yeah I, I don't want to mention any genetic, generics, <laughs> not genetic. Yep. Any, <laughs> generics <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's all tailored to the individual. Yeah, fantastic. And where's your clinic space? Do you do it all via Zoom or do you have an in-person clinic? Yeah, in-person clinics at Ramwick and mm -hmm. I do do Zoom uh, or whatever the per, you know if the person prefers FaceTime, uh, yeah, I work with the individual as to how they want to uh, consult and yeah, but if they want to come physically to see me, they can and I'm at Ranwick. Where's Ranwick? Ranwick, Victoria. Ah, Ranwick, New South Wales. New yes. South Wales. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. There is a Ranwick in Victoria. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well. Everybody out there, if this sounds something that's interesting to you, please look up Anthony at Me and My Wellness and get in touch and we'll see what we can do for a treatment plan. And any therapists that feel like they want to connect and they want to collaborate or anything like that, I'm sure Anthony will be open to that to any of those sorts of discussions. Um, Anthony, we'd just like to thank you so much for coming on to Therapist Spotlight today. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate your time. It's been a great discussion. Thank you. And everybody out there, have a great day and we'll catch you on the next one. See yous. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about ANTA, visit us at www.anta.com.au.